following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Welcome into the Retirement Playbook with Brock Ausball, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday, bringing you wonderful information to help you in your life, whether it be specifically towards retirement or investing or budgeting. We have the financial information to help you in your life. So welcome to the show. And I want to also welcome everybody. Uh, actually, I want to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore, to the show. So hello, Tony. Well, hello, Brock Allspa. Great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on the show once again. I'm excited about this one. I've had quite a week, though. Uh, you know, last weekend was Mother's Day, and so my wife wanted me to do some work in the backyard. <laughs> and a lot of work, like landscaping, like digging. The honeydew uh, list. New, you had the putting list. Putting new sod down. Yep, a honeydew list, planting grass seed. And uh, while I was out there doing that, I found out I had an allergy that I wasn't aware of. Oh boy. I'm allergic allergic to manual labor. But <laughs> so uh, ching, there we go. Well, <laughs> folks, uh speaking of working outside, we have a great show today called Grow Your Financial Garden. And so it's funny you were outside and, and doing the honeydew list, Tony, because that's uh, kind of the topic for today. But before we get into that material, I want you to go to my website, folks. It's very simple and easy. It's theinnovativeteam.com. And uh, it's the, theinnovativeteam.com. And you can check out past shows. You can look at uh, our Roth conversion uh, guide. You can uh, get all kinds of great information on our website. You can order my book. It's The Last Paycheck. How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. That's what everybody's goal is, right? You work all your life, you retire, you don't have to work anymore, and you want to keep that income coming in. What's the best way to do it? Get started by ordering my book. It's called The Last Paycheck. All proceeds, by the way, get donated back to local charities to provide financial awareness in Southeast Missouri. So you are helping out uh, mainly the youth uh, of our community by buying the book as well. All right. Awesome. So yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, lastly, if you need help in your life, if you're saying this is good information on the show and the and the website, you want to take it a step further and get an appointment with me, you can do that. 573-332-7855. Give us a call. We'll be glad to talk to you. All right, Tony, you ready? I am so ready. What are we talking about today, Brock? Again, the title of the show is Grow Your Financial Garden. I know there's lots of people listening to this show that like to... Uh, uh, garden and they have yep. uh, maybe different types. Maybe you have flowers, maybe you have vegetables, maybe you have some fruits and those kinds of things. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today is really making the parallel here, the analogy of gardening and finances and specifically saving for retirement. And so there's a lot, as you can imagine, you know, let yep. it grow. Of course, you want your money to grow. Yep. And so 
you know, on a recent Saturday, actually. Uh, and, and, and by the way, you were talking about doing, you know, stuff out in the yard inside and all that, Tony. Yeah. I got a, it reminded me of a story real quick that I'm going to get into. We uh, have a lawn, obviously, like many people. And um, I have always, probably for the last, well, 15 years, said, oh, yeah, you know, I can handle this and, and, and make our grass green and, you know, there's not going to be any weeds. I can, you know, do it every fall and summer or spring, uh, putting down the seed and, and doing all that. Well, you know, I got to a point where I go, you know, our lawn just doesn't look as good as our neighbors. And you just kind of swallow your pride, right? It's one of those stop puffing out your chest <laughs> and just take the pill, swallow it and, and, and hire somebody to come by and, and help you out. And I did. And I called my buddy Don Erbst, and he came out and did an assessment of the soil and all this kind of stuff. Tony, that was last fall, and I can't tell you the difference in my lawn. It is unbelievable what those really? guys can do. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm not kidding. In just the last probably six months, like I said, it was in the fall, and he came out and did all that stuff and put down you know, all the stuff, and man, oh, man, it looks amazing. It's wow. so so much better than what I could do in 15 years. He did in six months. So <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. Now I'm gonna draw a parallel there as well. You're trying to do all of your finances and savings and investing and all this by yourself, folks. And you work real hard, and you you know the market's going up and everything's going great, and you think you've got it down. And I'll tell you, it's invaluable advice to work with a financial advisor, uh, someone that is a professional that can help you. Because there's always things that you don't know or that you're not thinking about that could be detrimental to your success in retirement. So uh, not that I was really meaning to go there, Tony, but it definitely works. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you know, I I think this is the perfect time of year to talk about growing a financial Mm -hmm. garden, so to speak, like you say. And, you know, I keep seeing people come out of the hardware stores, those big box uh, home stores with a summer's worth of gardening supplies and lawn supplies. And I mean, even people who don't garden themselves, seeing all the seed packets and hanging baskets for sale, that's the strongest sign yet that uh, blue skies and warm breezes are upon us. And so this is a great topic. It is. I like your comparison and analogy here. So talk to us about growing that financial garden. Yeah, I want to focus today, Tony, on growing the kind of financial garden that provides you with income in retirement. You know, so many people get focused on growing and, and, and getting to a number. You know, I need $500,000. I need a million dollars. I need $2 million. And really, uh, it's not about that, folks. I mean, obviously, that comes into play at some point, but it's about creating income and maximizing your Social Security benefits and maximizing your pension benefits and making sure that your assets are in line with your goals and objectives to meet those income needs to supplement those things if you need to. So so think of it as canning your summer-grown fruits and vegetables to get you through the winter months. So these wonderful strawberries that you're going to be picking here in the next few months, you're going to can them, and you're going to save them for the winter. Same thing. So I want to reference a Motley Fool article titled Eight Strategies for Retirement Income, and it has some really good insights that I think would certainly help you grow the kind of financial garden that may help you sustain uh, your income through re- to retirement and through retirement. Okay, The first retirement income seed you may want to plant in your financial garden is the bucket strategy. Okay, And this strategy consists of three different buckets. 
first, and if you listen to the show in the past, you know where I'm going with this. The first bucket is your emergency fund bucket, okay? You've got to have cash available, uh, and not literally dollar bills, but you understand you have to have sure. cash equivalents available in the bank and in a savings account that if you needed to, in an emergency, you could get to it in a very short time frame, okay? Uh, and you really need to focus on you know what your living expenses are because that's going to determine how much your emergency fund you should have. And again, three to six months, if you want to be on the more conservative end like I am, I like to have five, maybe six times my monthly wow. expenses wow. in an emergency fund. Right. 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 So, so bucket one seems pretty straightforward, Brock. Right. Uh, right. What's in bucket two? Okay. The second bu- bucket needs to hold a bit more than the first buckets because it's intended for money you're likely to need in the first three to 10 years after retirement, okay? So think of it like this. This is long-term money. This is money that you're probably going to put in an IRA uh, or in a 401k, um, but you might not. You may have it in just a regular brokerage account to have the flexibility to use it prior to age 59 and a half. But the point is, is that it's long-term money, and you should invest this money, okay? Uh, accordingly. In other words, don't put it just in the bank. Uh, yeah, it's going to have some risk uh, to it if you're in a mutual fund or ETF or whatever strategy you pick, um, but it needs to be longer term, okay? And again, it's it's intended for those dollars right after retirement. And, you know, we're going to couple that with our Social Security maximization strategy. So if that bucket right there, bucket two, may be the money that you live off of to delay your social security benefit, to let it grow at that guaranteed, you know, seven, six, seven, or 8% uh, up until age 70. Does that make sense, Tony? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so I'm, if I'm following the pattern you've created here correctly, bucket three is for resources that you intend to let sit for a while, knowing that they'll be there in the future when you actually need them. Exactly. But it, but it also is a combination of money that you may need to get to to 59 and a half. So this may be a bucket where you just open a brokerage account that is non-qualified, Tony, you're earmarking it as long-term, but you know, in case, you know, you, you really did need to get to it before 59 and a half, then you could get to this money. Okay. Now that's different, Tony, from the third bucket. The third bucket is definitely money that is long-term into retirement that you'll want to look at longer-term savings vehicles for like a Roth IRA, like a Roth 401k, even better, uh, or just a regular 401k at work. These are things that you need to put away for long-term to say, this is basically going to supplement my Social Security, and it's going to last the rest of my life. And here's the deal, Tony. If your expenses, even into projected into retirement, let's say your house is paid off and the kids are obviously out of the house at this point, and your expenses are $8,000 a month, even without those bills, okay? And your Social Security between you and your spouse is $4,000. Well, we've got we to gotta fill that, that bucket there, that extra $4,000. That's a void. So how much assets do we need to save to create $4,000 of after-tax money based on inflation too, okay? Because we're talking about today's dollars. So we really want to add an inflation factor to this to make sure it's $4,000 in today's dollars, which might be you know, six or $8,000 in the future. Okay. Does that make sense? So there's a lot that goes into this bucket strategy, but the point is, is to have a strategy. Okay. 
And um, it, it starts with knowing what your expenses are and what it takes to maintain your lifestyle. And then it also includes for the bucket three, it includes things like maximizing your social security and considering all of these things. Okay. Right. And, and that's the key right there. I think that's perfect. And I've read a fair amount about systematic withdrawals, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's an issue uh, we can talk about. And I'm glad you referenced financial services professionals earlier in the show. It occurs to me with gardens, both uh, traditional gardens and the financial gardening we're talking about, it can be a lot of work. So just like you had that lawn service, uh, people that came and just turned your lawn around, uh, right. why not work with somebody like yourself? to make sure your financial garden is healthy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you you mentioned, you know, systematic withdrawals. I think what you were hinting at there, Tony, is okay, that's great advice, Brock. We have our three buckets now. Now that we're at retirement, okay, what do we do with our garden? In other words, everything's bloomed and our, you know, my vegetables are ready. What do we do? Okay? And to what systematic withdrawals means is you're saying, "Hey, what kind of withdrawal can I set up on a systematic basis? In other words, most of the time, that's a monthly, right? Most people want monthly income, just like they had when they were working. And what what kind of, what should I kind of figure on, you know, as far as how much income could I take out of my portfolio? And there's a rule in our industry called the 4% rule, uh, Tony. And so uh, kind of the same thing with your garden. If you have so much of a crop of strawberries and corn and all that, if you want it to last throughout, you know, next throughout the, the, uh, the rest of this year into next year, you got to proportion it out, right? You can't eat too much at the beginning. Otherwise you'll run out in October. Uh, same thing with retirement. The 4% rule says whatever you have grown to, your assets have grown to specifically retirement assets. Okay. Um, the 4% rule says don't take more than 4% of that balance as an income stream on a yearly basis. So if you had a million dollars, Tony, right, 4%, that would be $40,000, okay, that you could take out each year without really having the risk of running out of money. Um, And that's assuming, you know, rates of returns that it will be normal, you know, uh, over time. And uh, so they may be a little bit better than that, but that's kind of the general rule is to have that 4%. Um, you, You know, one of the things that, again, I would caution you to, to really think about the 4% rule is because yes, it's not, we want to abide by that, but more importantly, we want to plan for your actual expenses. Okay. And what's the best way to do that? And how's the, what's the best way to set up your assets? What's the best way to maximize your social security benefits and those kinds of things. So it's, yeah, that's a good rule, but it's just a general rule. I guess what I'm really getting at Tony. Right. And that's, that's good. I mean, sometimes you have to watch out for those rules of thumb. And mm-hmm. I know you've talked about that on the show before. So, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, and the systematic withdrawals, I'm glad you mentioned that. And the 4% rule, it, it, you're right. It doesn't apply to everyone and you have to be careful there. Uh, there are potential drawbacks to some of those strategies like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> if you're going to take your your allotment of, again, I'm just using strawberries because, you know, who doesn't like a strawberry? Uh, but maybe you're saying, hey, I'm not going to eat any strawberries in November, you know? Uh, and so you, you take November out and you spread out the, the amount, your crop, 
and divide it by the months minus November. I mean, I guess my point is, is that there's so much customization to this that's beyond just general rules and easy math that that's the reason why I always recommend that people work with a financial services professional. Um, and, and I will say this, another component in your financial garden is your social security. You know, it's still, like I've said multiple times on this show, it's still the foundation of any good retirement income plan. And the objective is to maximize your social security benefits. And what I mean by that, and there, by the way, there is a little bit of a science to this, Tony. Okay. And you want to make sure that you're maximizing the total amount that you and your spouse will collect over your lifetime. It's not about how big your check is at a certain age. I mean, obviously that has, that comes into the, to, to play. It's helpful, but yeah. 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 It's helpful. No doubt about it. But really the way we want to look at it is how much will you collect over your lifetime? Yeah. And it's not uncommon to see a married couple that had a decent earning, uh, d- during their working careers that it might be a total of a million dollars or more, Tony. Wow. And yeah, absolutely. So we need to make sure that you're maximizing the total amount that you will collect over your lifetime. Now, Having said that, I'm going to show you how to maximize those Social Security benefits because we have our report called the Social Security Maximization Report. <laughs> and, and so I'll show you that strategy. Now, that strategy may not be realistic for some people. And the reason I say that is, is because let's say that you know one spouse needs to wait until they're 68 and you retire at 65 and you don't have necessarily the financial assets to fill that three years before you turn on that, that additional social security benefit. So sometimes, you know, we have to maneuver, we have to pivot as they said in 2020. Uh, and so, you know, and that's the benefit of working with somebody. But my point is, Hey, max, maximize your benefits. But if that doesn't work, then yes, we can make adjustments from there, but you definitely want to maximize those social security benefits. Sure. And I love that you have that report you can run for people that tells them exactly what to do and when to do it to really maximize those benefits. And, and you know, when it comes to your financial garden, obviously Social Security is one of those crops that you want to plan at just the right time. So right. make sure you work with a financial services professional. Yeah. I mean, look, Tony, uh, if you had a million dollars sitting in front of you and you said, okay, I need this to last the rest of my life, you would probably be very careful about your decisions that you make when it comes to that, wouldn't you? Yep. Exactly. So it's the same thing here with Social Security benefits. You know, when you get your full retirement age, which for a lot of people now is 67, okay? So your full retirement age is 67. You're going to receive 124% of your full Social Security benefit if you waited till wow. age 70. Yeah. I mean, those are things that not a lot of people are aware of. Um, and, and so if I said, Tony, I'm going to guarantee you an 8% rate of return on your money, you'd probably take that, wouldn't you? Well, sure. Yeah. Well, that's what it is with Social Security. The key is, do you have a strategy to allow you to do that? That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, and you have to do the math. So, uh, yeah. what else, uh, regarding gardening and financial gardening? Okay. So a traditional garden, as we know, Tony, I'm, by the way, I'm kind of speaking out here because I don't have a garden and I don't know anything about gardening. Tony, how about you? Do you have a garden? No. <laughs> okay. Not but even I do <laughs> no green thumbs in this, uh, party. No, not in our house at all. 
<laughs> well, a traditional garden and a financial garden can both, obviously, we all know this, be terrific ways to spend time around some of your favorite people. Yeah. Another, another potentially strong seed for your financial garden is tax efficiency. Okay. Oh, that's true. Remember, taxes don't stop when you retire. Okay. You'll have to fork over taxes on your tax-deferred retirement distributions. Uh, on the flip side, you don't have to pay taxes on Roth IRA or Roth 401k distributions as long as you've had your account for at least five years or you're 59 uh, uh, or and or you are 59 or older. Okay. Actually, it's 59 and a half, Tony. Oh, uh, well, yeah. The government added that half. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Just to Six make months. the math more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and again... Tony, you know where I lay on this deal. I love the Roth IRA. I think it's one yep. of the greatest retirement planning gifts Congress has ever, ever, ever given us. Yeah, it's a great and tool. It's a great tool. And it's a great tool for not only income, but it's a great tool for estate planning, passing on tax-free benefits uh, or account values to the next generation, um, not having to worry about required minimum distributions at you know 72 anymore with that. So- it's not for everybody, but you should definitely take a look at it because I think it's one of the the greatest uh, gardening tools, as you as, as the analogy would suggest, uh, out there. So, um, you know, if you want to make sure that you have that financial garden being the most tax efficient as possible, you'll definitely want to look at uh, Roth, uh, maybe even Roth conversions, Tony. You know, on my website right now, it's theinnovativeteam.com. You can download our Roth conversion guide, and it will give you some basic information. On, on what entails a Roth conversion. Um, you know, lately I've been talking to some folks that had some, you know, some some years, you know, 2020, you know, maybe even 2021, uh, where you're getting <clears throat> either some tax credits or, or maybe, you know, you're not having a great year with your business. Um, so it's a down year. It might be a great time to start converting some of your traditional 401k and IRA assets over to Roth assets. Um, you know, yeah, you definitely will pay taxes on any conversion, but the growth from here forward, when you do that conversion is all going to be tax free. So do you have the time and do you have the circumstance to make that make sense? Well, how do you know, unless you get a report called the Roth conversion report, which we have as well. So awesome. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. And I, I think it's been a great discussion. I love, once again, I love the analogy, Brock. But we're out of time for today's show. Is there no. anything else? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, Tony. I think, you know, we've covered it all. It's just the, the, the theme is, hey, you have to grow your assets. You have to cultivate the soil. You've got to make sure that you're watering. you got to make sure they get sun. And all of those things are applicable to a financial garden as well. It takes time, number one, and it takes the help of a financial services professional. So there you go. That's it. All right. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Retirement Playbook with our host, Brock Olsman. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at the Innovative Team. Dot com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.